Man, I just, I just want to pray real quick. I mean, Paul said that there's something in the water, and I really feel it, that there's an anointing in this place all over it today. So I just want to pray because I don't want to get in the way of what God wants to say to everybody today. And everybody, I include myself, because this is something for me that he's dealing with me about. So I don't think it's, it's a coincidence that Pastor gave me this ingredient today. I think, I think God spoke to Pastor the ingredients that, the, that people in this church need to be stretched in this particular area that each of us are going to be speaking on. So, Father, I just thank you today. I thank you, Father God, for filling this place with your glory. For, for filling this place with your presence, Father God. And Father, I just want to empty myself out. And Father God, I pray that you just overtake my mind, you overtake my spirit and my tongue today, Father God. Let me be nothing and you be everything today, Father God. I cannot do this, Lord. You have to do this. Father, I thank you for the anointing and the calling that you've placed on my life, Father God. I thank you for the wisdom the godly wisdom and the godly counselors you've placed around me, Father God, so I can empty myself out and be filled to you. I just pray, Father God, that this word that comes forth today, Father God, opens ears, opens minds, shuts mouths, and gets the spirit stirring in each of our bellies today, Father God. I just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing here in this house, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. So what I'm going to be speaking about today is conviction, no compromise, standing firm in faith. Amen? Amen. And the, the scripture that I have is 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Amplified, I got, I got a couple different versions up here. Uh, the Amplified, it says, be on guard. Right? That's what Adele spoke on last week, right? Be ready. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Amen? Be on guard. Stand firm in your faith in God, respecting His precepts and keeping your doctrine sound. Act like mature men and be courageous, be strong. The Message Bible says keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute. And the New King James says, watch, stand fast in faith, be brave, and be strong. This next slide that I'm going to pull up, man, God kind of put on me at the last minute before I emailed this. And, I mean, it's powerful why He laid it on me at the last moment. I think it's because there was a, a seed of doubt in my mind. There was a compromise that was happening in my faith over this word today. So I'm going to put this up here and it's a declaration. I want everybody in here to say this declaration with me. Amen. First one says, I will not allow the enemy or any of his tactics to compromise my belief. You guys say that with me? I will not allow the enemy or any of his tactics to compromise my belief. Right? This next one, it just, I don't know, it's powerful. 
Let's read it together. Let's read it. Let's shout it out. Let the enemy hear what you're saying today. Amen. I will remind myself of who and what God says I am. I am victorious. I am delivered and set free. I am a royal priest. I am the head and not the tail. I am anointed and called to bring light to the darkness and life to the dead. I am a son of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and the Creator of everything. I carry the same power and authority that God gave to Jesus, and I will exercise it as I am commanded. Amen? See, there comes a time in this walk, in our faith, in our conviction, that the enemy wants to throw seeds at us. That he wants to try and knock us off our path, try and put a speed bump in front of us. And this is, I think, a reminder where last week was the spiritual awareness. Wake up, wake up, wake up. And now God wants to show you a couple of different meanings between conviction and compromise. Amen? The world says conviction is one thing. God says it's another. The world says compromise is one thing. God says it's another. Amen? Did I miss a slide here? No, it's out of order. I believe. Yes. So... You guys got the conviction? There it is. Conviction. This is what I got out of the Webster's Dictionary, right? It's a noun. The first definition is a formal declaration that someone is guilty of a criminal offense made by the verdict of a jury or the decision of a judge in a court of law. The second definition was a firmly held belief or opinion. Which one do you think the enemy wants us to believe? Which one do you think that he tries to give us in our mind to saturate our body and our spirit with to knock us off a track, right? He wants us to be convicted. He wants us to be guilty or feel guilty for something that we've done. Amen? You guys working with me? Because if he can get us thinking that we've done something wrong or we're guilty of something, we're going to start to shy away from what God has called us to because we start to get embarrassed, right? We start to, instead of being up here praising God, we start to move back a row. The next week we move back, now we're halfway to the back door. Next thing we're standing right at the back row. Next thing you know, we're contemplating, should I really even go into this place? Is this building going to fall on me when I walk in it? Right? But what God wants us to know the conviction is, is a firmly held belief in our faith. It's a firmly held belief of who Jesus is, which is the Son of God, who walked this earth who was crucified, beaten, nailed to a cross, right? 
And on that cross, he still loved every single person. But then he was raised from the dead. Amen? Ephesians 6.19. See if I could find it. And the Message Bible says, And don't forget to pray for me. Pray that I'll know what to say and have the courage to say it at the right time. Telling the mystery to one and all, the message that I, jailbird preacher that I am, am responsible for getting out. This is what our conviction needs to be in, in the gospel. It doesn't need to turn left or right. We need to walk in the footsteps that Jesus lays before us because of what he brought us out from, what he's cleaned us up to be, and go out and share who he is and what he does. Look, this, (laughs) the message version has really stuck out at me because I've been in jail 13 times. (laughs) Right? jailbird preacher that I am and still going into institutions and sharing the gospel first mm. Peter 5 and 6 so be content with who you are and don't put on airs God's strong hand is on you Man, y'all ain't working with me this morning. Y'all ain't working with me, man. Is this speaking to people today? I know we all don't come in here and everything's fine and dandy because I don't come in here and everything in my life is fine and dandy. I come in here because this is a place where I can get built up, where I can get healed, where I can get encouraged, where I can have things cast and called off me and anointing poured out on me. Amen? Anybody else in that boat with me? Come on, man. That's some good news. We got to make some noise in this house. Come on. These are things we have to remind ourselves of. Like that declaration says, I will remind myself of who and what God says I am. The world is going to tell you who you're not. It's going to tell you who the enemy wants you to believe you are. I've been called addict, worthless piece of crap, junkie, dope fiend, felon, convict, attempted murderer, thief. These are all things that I've been called because of things that I did when I was in the world. And the world still sometimes sees me as that until they see the Jesus in me be revealed. Does that make sense? And it's not that I'm hiding that. It's just sometimes people see, they've heard of me, and they know that I have three felony convictions. I shot dope for 11 years. I stole. I almost killed a man. So they automatically judge a book 
by its cover. Which is what the world tells people to do. That's where that seed gets planted of who the enemy is trying to tell people you are. And in turn, you may start to believe that and start acting like that. Does that make sense? Hmm. But God's strong hand is on you. It doesn't matter what the world says. The world says I could never work in corrections because of my felonies. I work as a supervisor at a correctional facility in Lake County. The world told me I could never share the gospel or preach the word because of what I've done or where I was or who I've hurt or how many people I've robbed. But God says, I want you to share the gospel of my son, Jesus Christ. I don't want somebody that's perfectly cleaned up and groomed and fine. Because where is my glory going to come out of that? Amen? We're going to go to compromise. Compromise is a verb. I got this uh, out of the Webster Dictionary also. It says a settlement, settle a dispute by mutual concession. Right? Oh, I borrowed you a hundred bucks. Okay, I know you're not working. Hey, will you take 50? Will you take 75? Right? It's a compromise where both sides are happy, right? The second one, accept standards that are lower than desirable. That, that kind, that jumped out at me. That jumped out at me. Because you can never settle a dispute. You can't sit there and bargain with the enemy and say you're walking with God. You cannot do it. You cannot settle for Less than what God has for you. The enemy's going to try and bargain with you all the time. He did it to Jesus. He did it to Jesus. He's going to say, I'll give you this if you just don't worship God today. I'll give you this if you don't talk about Jesus today. I'll let you have this if you don't get in your word today, if you don't pray today. So he's still trying to bargain. God wants you to understand that it's not about bargaining or mutual concession. Compromise in his eyes, I believe, is his second definition. You're accepting standards that are lower than what he has desire for your life. Second Corinthians 6.14 in the message. And this kind of breaks this, this compromise word down perfectly. Don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not partnership. That's war. Is light best friends with dark? 
Does Christ go strolling with the devil? Do trust and mistrust hold hands? Who would think of getting up, of setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? But that is exactly what we are. Each of us is a temple in whom God lives. God Himself put it this way. I'll live in them, move into them. I'll be their God and they'll be my people. So leave the corruption and compromise. Leave it for good, says God. Don't link up with those who will pollute. I want you all for myself. I'll be a father to you. You'll be sons and daughters to me. I think he's kind of laying out straight to the point and clear, right? Between the compromise and the conviction. Hmm. That's not partnership. That's war. When the enemy can slide into our lives and he can start to get us to think that, oh, I can do this one time. I was an alcoholic. I can go have a beer. Me, I shot heroin. Oh, man. You remember that feeling? You remember that escape? You could do it just one time. That weight that's on your shoulders, that's pressing you down and stressing you out. You know where to go get it. Go get one. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. You can do just the one. It's okay. That doesn't sound like a partnership, right? He's declaring war on every single one of us. The things that we used to do, He tries to use again against us to pull us away from our calling, our gifting, our anointing, away from Christ. He's declaring war on God's people. This is nothing new. Right? We're at a constant war. We don't battle it in the flesh. We battle it in the spiritual, right? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We all know that. When are we going to finally let this sit in our mind and stand up and gear up and get ready with the whole armor of God, with the, with the Word, and start walking in our power and authority and anointing that we have to start breaking down the ranks of the enemy, the, the ranks of the army that he's bringing at us. Hmm. Hebrews 10.26 Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. Man, that was kind of like a punch in the face. If we deliberately continue sinning, that'd be, that'd be, be like me going and getting that bag of dope and doing it. Me going to have to go to a store and steal to get that bag of dope to support that habit. 
Is there going to be something that covers me because, because I was already delivered from that once? That's not saying that God doesn't love me, but I deliberately keep doing it. It's premeditated. Hmm. I don't, I, I got a couple scriptures that I don't have on these slides that God kind of pressed on my heart. I know God's been moving here today, but I really think He wants these couple things to be said. You guys okay with me being obedient to God? Yeah. Romans 6 6, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth, we should not serve sin. We start to serve sin, it becomes a problem. Paul, you got you got those over there? Aaron, come up here for a minute, man. Unless we want to keep them in them. No, I'm not really taking you to jail. All right? <laughs> I know I might bring back some PTSD or something, but just bear with me for a minute, all right? We start to get into a sin, and we let it take root in our heart and in our mind, right? Raise your hands, man. You like to worship God, right? Now you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. Right? Keep your other hand up. The enemy's got, got a foothold on him. And he's starting to break down his worship. He's starting to break down his praise. He's starting to separate Aaron from what God has for him. He's starting to separate the anointing and the calling that's been placed on him. And he's starting to place in him things of the world. He's starting to place in him compromise from his conviction in his faith. Right? What would you like to do before you got saved again? That Okay, party, right? Party. Okay. So we say Aaron starts drinking again. Boom. Right? Aaron started smoking again. Keep your hands up, man. I'm sure you've heard that before, too. Just like me, right? Right? Keep them up. So this is, this is something, a facade the enemy will give to you. He's got him, he's got him handcuffed. He has him in oppression but has him still believing he can fully worship God in everything he has for him. But what else can you do with your hands? Up, down, pick up that 40, smoke that blunt, right? I wasn't able to get leg irons, otherwise I'd have them on you too. But that's another thing. He'll put, he'll put a shackle on his leg. And he'll hold it. 
So now he tries, he tries to walk that way, and the enemy's like, nope, you can't go to where God's called you. And then he puts it on the other one, and he says, go ahead, Aaron, go where you want to go. Try and move where you want to go. No, you're staying here where I got you. And then in this, this is where, where we start not walking in these doors and giving things over to God. Right? When he had, when he had one hand handcuffed, that could have been like Aaron starting in the front row, now he's, now he's halfway back. Oh, I'm doing what I shouldn't do, let me stand back here. Oh man, he's got cuffs on me. I can still raise my hands. Everything still looks good. But I'm going to go all the way to the back row. Then he puts that, that clasp on his leg and Aaron's sitting in his car. Man, why is it really hard for me to get out of this seat and walk into this building? And then the enemy puts it on his other leg. And Aaron's in his bed like, why can't I get out of bed? Why don't I feel like going to worship God today? You see how easy it is for us once we compromise just a little bit in our faith, in our conviction, to be pulled completely out of it. To be pulled completely out of it. I know you want those things off, don't you? Lord, can you you know how to get them off? <laughs> Looks like you're stuck with them now there on the inside, man. So here's here's the thing, man. Hey, you get that other one off on your own. You can head down there, man. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. <clears throat> so so here's the thing, right? Between the compromise and the conviction. The conviction is our belief, our firmly held belief in the faith of Jesus Christ. And that what he, what he went through when he walked this earth and when he died for every single one of us is just that. So that once we do get born again, we are new. Just like the baptismal today. Look, man, that's, that's, it's, it's symbolic of being buried in the grave with Jesus Christ and being rose out of it with Him. A new creation. A new person. Everything you've done from that point back doesn't matter. You're free and clear of it. God says, my mercy and grace is upon you. I love you. You are now new. You are no longer an orphan in this world. You are my son or daughter, and I am your father. Man, can we say this declaration together one more time? I think God really wants us to shout it out. He really wants us to fully believe who He says we are and what He says we are. Amen? The first one, say it nice and loud, yell it out with me, alright? I will not allow the enemy or any of his tactics to compromise my belief. That has to be our foundation of this con conviction compromise, this ingredient. 
We cannot allow him or his tactics to even step in front of where we're going. Or we'll be in those handcuffs. And we'll be working our way back out the door of the church. Because we don't feel we can come in here and get saved and delivered and set free and healed again. That's not to say that we don't ever trip up. I tripped up plenty. But I still come in here. I still seek godly counsel. I still ask God to remove these things from me. I will not tell you I'm perfect because I did. If I did, I would get my wife looking at me like shooting darts out of her eyes at me. It's true. Nobody's perfect. Now let's read the second part of this declaration again. We really got to get this one, man. Let's get the roar going. Let's let's shake God's throne with this. Amen. <clears throat> I will remind myself of who and what God says I am. I am victorious. I am delivered and set free. I am a royal priest. I am the head and not the tail. I am anointed and called to bring the light to the darkness and life to dead. I am a son of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and the Creator of everything. I carry the same.